0: You are listening to "I Love the Holy Ghost" with Doctor Pat Harrison. Today we're going to talk about uh, the subject of peace. I think it's important that we understand peace and understand that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Uh, you know, when I was a child, which was a long time ago, <laughs> I wasn't afraid to play in the front yard or walk down the street without adult supervision. The library and the school and department store, movie theater were safe places to go. And we weren't concerned about bullets flying through the air and bombs exploding and terrorists hijacking airplanes. But the world today is a vastly different place. (laughs) But in truth, the world hasn't been a safe place, actually, since Adam and Eve allowed sin to enter the Garden of Eden. And you can find that in the third chapter of Genesis. In Genesis 1, uh, 26, it says that God created the world and gave Adam authority and power to administrate it. And because the Lord was present every day in the garden and sin wasn't present, it was a peaceful and beautiful place. But the peace disappeared when Adam and Eve sinned. And since that time, the world has experienced civil wars, (laughs) world wars, famine, plagues, Floods, fires, holocausts, ethnic cleansings. It just seems as if things have gotten worse because we are closer to the end of time. Regardless of how many laws and regulations that uh, governments put in place or how many police officers patrol the street or how many organizations are formed uh, to promote peace, the world will never have peace because of sin. And we cannot find peace through man's efforts. But where can we find peace? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. In the midst of Jerusalem, uh, it was a historically contentious city ruled by Rome. Jesus Christ spoke of peace. There was a peace that no government or culture could guarantee. His promise of peace, actually, stood in stark contrast to the Roman peace begun by Caesar Augustus, who ruled uh, the Roman Empire from 30 B.C. until he died. And 14 years after the birth of Jesus. In those days, we need to realize that the Roman uh, rule offered many benefits It established a monetary system. It codified law through its vast empire and built highways and aqueducts. And in the book of Acts, Paul boasted to the Roman commander of his Roman citizenship. He said in Acts 2.28, the commandment replied, I purchased this citizenship for a big price. And Paul said, but I was born a Roman. So, the uh, Roman rule enabled Paul and other disciples to spread the gospel. It was the set time for Jesus to come so that God could extend true peace to mankind. Thank God. Since many nations or groups came under Roman rule, much of the world enjoyed a pause from warfare. However, Uh, those that were conquered knew the price of Roman peace. (laughs) Excessive taxation, crucifixions, beatings, imprisonment, and slavery. It wasn't true peace, as you can see. And Caesar Augustus commissioned Roman sculptors to build the altar of peace to celebrate his establishment of peace. But that altar still stands in Rome today, and its existence mocks the inability of man to give the world peace. This Roman ruler knew unparalleled power. He knew wealth and worldly peace in his lifetime. But in his death, he had no peace. In other words, he had no presence of God. So to bring back peace to mankind, God gave us his best, Jesus. In Isaiah 9, 6, in the Amplified, it says... For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, and Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is our peace. Hallelujah. And the word peace carried a negative meaning in the Greek language, because it spoke of the absence of problems, tragedies, and so on. And, you know, uh, we know that that's not true in the world we are in today. (laughs) But in the Hebrew language, the word peace carried a positive connotation. It didn't represent the absence of a problem, but rather the presence of someone to keep you in peace. It spoke of a blessing that resulted from a right relationship with the Father God. The word peace was commonly used in New Testament times as a greeting or a farewell. And we no longer use it in this manner today. We say goodbye, which is actually a form of God be with you, because the world can only hope that God is with them. John 4:27 says, Peace I leave with you, my own peace, I now give and bequeath to you, not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. So Jesus promised a supernatural peace to his disciples. The word for peace in John fourteen twenty seven is the Greek word e-i-r-e-n-e, which is a term used in greetings and farewells. But this was not the ordinary farewell of a master to his disciples. Jesus's peace was no less than the presence and power of God in one's life because of receiving salvation. Jesus came to earth, died on the cross, and rose again to bring us peace. Thank you, Jesus. The Message Bible, I want to read this because I think it's good. The Message Bible translates John 14, 27 this way. It says, I'm leaving you well and whole. This is Jesus speaking. That's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you used to be left, feeling abandoned and bereaved. So, don't be upset and don't be ups, uh, distraught. Peace is defined as tranquility of heart and tranquility of mind. Tranquility or peace also means a quietness and a rest. It is perfect well being because we are in right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I like that. It is perfect well being because we are in right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) You might be thinking, though, how can I be peaceful? I'm in the middle of a mess. I've got problems. Well, you have to remember that peace isn't the absence of messes and problems. Peace is the presence of Jesus in the midst of the mess and problems. Your heart and your mind can be tranquil even in the midst of tragedy. I know, because I've been there many times. You know, I have to share this with you. When, when my husband went to heaven, I knew he was going because he had told me that he wanted to go because he was tired. And I expressed to him that I didn't want him to go, but I understood, and if he desired that, then I would agree with him. And you know, when he went to heaven, the peace of God, I already had the peace of God, but there was just a peace, a strong peace, that came upon me and just showered me and covered me. And you know, that peace has not left me, why? Because it came from Jesus and He's on the inside of me. And as long as I recognize that peace and draw on that peace, I'm aware of that peace and it's flowing and working in my life. So. Peace isn't the absence of messes and problems and and issues, but it is a presence of Jesus in the midst of them. Sometimes when we're uh, just thinking about and meditating on peace, we just need to say it. Peace, peace, peace. And as you speak those words, peace will come. And we be aware of the quietness and the rest that comes around us, in us, and through us. And I was so aware of that that day. And I'm aware of it. It's, uh, every day, I'm just aware of that peace. It rests, it causes me to rest and to be quiet. And it uh, just surrounds me because it's around me, it's in me, and it's working through me. Hallelujah. So, in this day that we live in, it's very important that we maintain our peace because all the pressures of our life are real, and they can't be ignored. But when things go wrong, we cannot allow the pressures of the world to steal our joy and our peace. The world's peace is temporary. It's fleeting and unreliable. No worldly system can guarantee lasting peace. And today, there are many people, including Christians, that are not experiencing peace in their lives. Some people think they can find peace in a bottle or a pill or sitting sometimes cross-legged on a mountainside chanting a mantra. And others try to find peace by escaping to the wilderness. But peace is not a thing or a process. It is a person. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you at peace? Are you living in peace? Is there peace in your heart? People that don't know Jesus can only hope they will have peace. But Jesus didn't say, my peace, I hope you have. He said he gives us peace and leaves it with us. In John four twenty-seven, uh, Jesus was making a bequest. A bequest is something left by a will. God's will in the New Testament, his covenant with us, the peace that Jesus gives is the natural result of the Holy Spirit's presence within us. Peace is Jesus' bequest to His disciples and then to us that have come into the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The expression that Jesus used in John 14:27 was not the common word used of the word usage of the word peace. He used this term in his own way for his own purpose. By his reputation, Jesus emphasized the importance of peace, he said that he gives peace and then continued to say that his peace was not like the peace the world gives. When Jesus died and rose again, he came forth as the Prince of Peace. Since he is the Prince of Peace and lives on the inside of us, when he speaks, peace is created in us. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so if you've had Jesus, received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have peace. And let me say this, if you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's no better time than right now. (laughs) So just pray this simple prayer. Father, I admit that I have sinned. I need you and I believe that Jesus is your Son and Savior. I receive your forgiveness. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have peace, and you can walk in it every day. Why? Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he now lives on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. I think uh, one of the reasons that we experience unrest, and I call it unpeace, is because we don't listen to God and focus on his word. What do we do? Uh, Instead, we listen to worldly opinions and the voice of our feelings, and then we think on wrong thoughts. We worry on the problem instead of meditating on the promise. I'm not saying that we ignore reality. Life sometimes is messy and difficult, and we'll have a few uh, things that happen in circumstances And God, uh, it isn't that God wants us to ignore these things. He just wants us to focus on a higher reality, the truth of his report. He wants us to focus on Jesus and the promises of the word. So when we give place to Jesus' presence, his power and the promise, the feelings of unrest and unpeace will leave and the feelings of peace will flood us. And I want you to understand one thing, that there's not anything wrong with feelings. We aren't bad or sinful because we have feelings. God has emotions, and He created us to have emotions. We just need to keep them in their proper place. And that proper place is in subjection to the Spirit and the Word of God. Feelings are not supposed to control us, but we are supposed to control the feelings. And the battle to steal our peace begins in the mind. The feelings of unrest, unpeace, and insecurity start to flood our souls when we begin to give place to the enemy's lies. He bombards us with wrong thoughts, such as, what if? How will I ever get through this? I don't know what I'm going to do. When all these thoughts start coming to our minds, we become insecure and fearful because we don't allow Jesus to be what he said he would be to us, and that's peace. When we don't allow him to work in our lives, as a result, we begin to walk down the path of unrest and unpeace, Then everything seems to fall apart. (laughs) How many times have we experienced that because we don't do what we know to do? Do you believe that your Father God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and always present with you? Do you believe he created the entire universe and holds it all together by the power of his word? Do you believe Jesus fed more than 5,000 people with a few pieces of fish and bread? Do you believe he healed the sick and raised the dead? Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead and is now alive forevermore and seated at the Father's right hand, praying for you? And I'm sure that you confidently and boldly answered each one of these questions, yes. But let me ask you another question. Is whatever you're facing harder than God to do anything he has already done? Let me ask you that question again. Is whatever you're facing harder for God to do than anything he's already done? I trust your answer was no <laughs> therefore why are we distressed and anxious and fearful because we're thinking on the wrong thoughts we're thinking on the wrong things you know uh, and it's easy to do because we're so caught up with everyday uh, things that we have to get done and we think that this must be done and that might be, might, must be done and we don't pay attention to the thoughts that are coming to our mind and that we're beginning to think. And we have to be aware and, uh, and and know that when those thoughts begin to come, that we have within us the power and the word to speak forth the word of God and be aware of the peace who is in us, who is Jesus. Hallelujah. But what do we do? We're trying to figure out how to solve the problem in our own strength and abilities. We're trying to figure out what man or government agencies can do to help. Instead of trying to figure things out on our own, what we need to do is to let God be God in our lives. You know, we need to come back to the Word and say, Lord, I repent for allowing myself to get in this place. When you come back to the Word of God and say, "I know His Word is truth, and it's truth that makes me peaceful and causes me to walk the way I should walk," then peace will come. Peace doesn't come because peace doesn't come because of what you've done in the natural. Peace comes because you know that Jesus on, is on the inside of you, and you have spoken His truth. We cannot expect to find peace in the world system because the devil is the ruler of this world. The world's values and its philosophies and mindsets and priorities are contrary to God's will and ways. Since peace is only available in the relationship with Jesus Christ, people that are not born again or don't know Jesus are not going to have peace. Therefore, unrest, fear, turmoil, (laughs) strife and insecurity uh, will prevail in the world until Jesus' triumph return as King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no greater peace than the peace of God through Jesus Christ. For he himself is our peace, our bond of unity and harmony. He has made us, us both Jew and Gentile, one body, and has broken down, destroyed, abolished the hostile dividing wall between us, by Abolishing in his own crucified flesh the enmity caused by the law with its decrees and ordinances, ordinances, which he annulled, that he from the two might create in himself one new man, one new quality of humanity out of the two, so making peace. That's Ephesians 2 4 through 15. And then colossians 1 20 says and god purposed that through by the service the intervention of him the son all things should be completely reconciled back to himself whether on earth or in heaven as through him the father made peace by means of the blood of his cross when jesus is your lord and savior you have peace with god he's not mad at you god's not looking for a reason to punish you he loves you. That's what Colossians 1.20 means. Now every day you must choose to walk in Jesus' peace by faith. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that as we have spoken the word today, those that have heard your word, they will take hold and they will have revelation and they will maintain that word in their life and they will walk in peace every day of their life. We thank you for that, Lord, and we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to I Love the Holy Ghost with Dr. Pat Harrison. For more information, go to patharrisonministries.org.